1: That is right, folks. What what better way to start your weekend with some jazz music? <laughs> right in time, right soothing time. and relaxing, soothing, relaxing, and it helps you get drunk. Welcome to No Credentials Required, the Saturday Brunch Tradition. This is the this is the podcast where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Gazelle Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, and to my right is a man who found out he was a third stringer. To Sam Darnold, we got Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today? You know, I'm doing
2: all right. I'm on my way to Dallas. You know, and I feel like it's a new, <laughs> new uh, start to my career. And uh, I'm a little insulted that uh, the Niners were only able to get a fourth round pick for me. I believe more in my talent. Where you people are going to see these wheels once this ankle's recovered? I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great assessment. Great. assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trey. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you to go to our social media channels, which are right down below Twitter, I mean, X, Instagram, and TikTok. The scarcely used TikTok It's at no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash no creds req. We've already got a comment in the comment section from cold iron saying yo i'm in the house thanks cold iron appreciate you joining us he also says i have never seen a league of their own
2: oh man oh man then the, i would never out. i yeah i would never abdicate but you should you should pause this show go watch the movie and then watch our review of this movie on demand later because on the replay because we are going to spoil the hell out of this movie
1: that is true. That is true. And by the way, if you're watching live on Facebook, Twitter, or X, or on YouTube, just want to remind you to go ahead and smash that like button, smash it responsibly. Can't guarantee there'll be coins coming out of your computer if you do that, though.
2: <laughs> We'd have a lot more like button presses, I think, if it shot coins out of the computer. <laughs> this is true.
1: This is true. I do that with my Mega Millions winnings. Yes. So... <laughs> If you're on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on any podcast platform, including Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and review five stars would be a very generous amount of stars to rate. And if you leave a review, no matter how uh, no matter how complimentary or how grossly inappropriate it is, we will read it on the air. (laughs) And we've already had some comments come in the live section. We want to remind you to engage with the show because this is a live show. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a live show. So I'm still <clears throat> coming off a cold. Yeah. This is a live show. We desire your comments. And Dustin, and we had we had a little bit of a delay on the sweetest sound in all the internet. <laughs> but we got pl- to play. I've missed it. You've missed it. We got to play it.
2: That's
1: right, folks. Engage with the show. Leave us a leave us a comment during or even after the show, and we've got Chris Dietz from Fifth Down Sports saying the Rockford Peaches. That's right, that's right,
2: that's right. How sweet the it is!
1: Peaches, <laughs> that's right? How sweet, how sweet it definitely is. Now, before we get into the review, Dustin, I don't know if you've even watched if you've watched Hard Knocks uh, or not this past season this this season.
2: I have. Uh, I've been
1: keeping up. I'm a little behind. I haven't watched the
2: latest episode, but I watched the first two weeks.
1: Yes, yes, but um, we have to we have to note one. Let's go back to week one, the first <laughs> week of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have to show this uh, this awesome moment from the show, and it ties into what I'm going to go into next. So, uh, let me go ahead and share that uh, share that moment with everyone. I know I know this is kind of stale. We're going back three weeks, but I don't care. This is a great moment. We got to play it. <laughs> <laughs> We want a suite there.
0: No, There's no suites, bro. But they said that was more comfortable seats. You were paying attention. Bro, you were so paying attention. I do.
1: That's what yes, I'm saying.
2: you try. You try to act like I don't be paying attention. No, to. I do. I'm always one one to the only one sticking up for you. I'm
1: always the one sticking up for you. Why? Remember you said you don't want me to go to Broadway? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> let's, let's just get it out. I, I said that because I feel like you'll be talking during the play, and I want you to respect the performance, OK? Yeah, exactly. I'll get you. you. Know. I'll, well, I
0: can't be sick. I, I got a, bad knees. Y'all be amazing.
1: Uh, hard, hard 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 how how I want to go to a Broadway,
0: Broadway. show. I want to eat a car board.
2: <laughs> 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 I knew. I knew when you said you were going to play this. I said, uh, I know exactly what's coming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I show uh, my sister, who is not. And, and and a football fan the least yeah I showed her that clip and she she died yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, right my sister-in-law. she said she, my sister-in-law said I nearly fell out of my seat after I after I watched that clip <laughs> it's which a good leads one. Uh, which leads us Dustin to a brand new sponsor we have a brand new sponsor with Ooh. no credentials required wow all right yeah today's sponsor today's show is brought to you by Tanzel's House of Karkooches. <laughs> stuff run and stuff your face. Tanzel's House of Karkooches. <laughs> now found on Broadway.
2: Man, I we're very we're very happy to have this this amazing sponsorship opportunity with Tanzel. Yes, uh, we're yes, very yes, absolutely. excited. We
1: are, yes, we're very excited. We're we're very happy. We the, the, and the boards, uh, uh, Dustin. I don't know if you've seen the boards. They're they're remarkable.
2: 100%. Yeah, I have not seen them, but I hear they're of the highest quality.
1: Yes, the highest quality wood uh, cut down by uh, dwarves from the Amazon forest. Um, at least one dwarf dies for every board that's made. <laughs> for every tree that's cut down, at least one dwarf dies. Um, I hear that they... they go to they, they, Heaven.
2: <laughs> I hear that they tried to bring in the Keebler Elves to... You know, they did some testing <laughs> with the Keebler Elves, and it did not work out. These yeah, dwarves...
1: With, with, but see, but see, Keebler elves like they do cookies, they do pastries, they do cookies. Yeah, they don't do charcuterie. I charcuterie.
2: think there was. I, I think there may have been some some uh, confusion regarding the resumes. I think that the I think that the Keebler elves misread it and they thought they were baking, you know, biscuits or something for the boards, you know, something <laughs> something for people to na- nosh on. So I think there there might have been some confusion in the departments there. But Tanzel, he's got everything. Uh, he's got everything figured out now, and I hear that they brought in to oversee the dwarves. They brought in, um, they brought in the person that built uh, Thor's hammer. So, oh, they've got the a one, pretty good. Here. Yes, they've got a pretty good uh, uh, supervisor there. So these boards, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, these are the highest quality. They will put all your carcucci k- 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 items <laughs> on, and they'll fit. F- they'll fit perfectly. So get your go to Tanzel Smarts House of Karkuji's. Get your Karkuji board today. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> so before, but so now we got to go into our main event, which is uh which is the uh, which is the review of of uh, a League of Their Own. But of course, we got to play the trailer for No Ticket Required. Oh, of course. Hit me. All right. This week, we are, like I said. My apologies for uh, for the, the delay because I after after Sunday, Sunday was my birthday. Uh, Dustin was there for my celebration. Uh, I was a little bit worse for wear the next day, unfortunately. So we had to delay our recording a day. But we're going to review, no ticket required, a League of Their Own. And Dustin, uh, I know you've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't. I had never seen a League of Their Own. I know I'm I'm in my 46 years I hadn't seen it uh but I watched it on my birthday before we we went out with, before our family my family went out with and you were invited as well. Mm-hmm. Um so let me get your impressions on this movie uh just like every other movie that has that we've reviewed this summer it's based on true events it's based on things that've actually happened. So yeah. Let me get your impression let me get your uh, uh review about this movie first.
2: All right. All right. Well, thank you Saki Master for for kicking it to <laughs> me. I side note, yes, I was at Ryan's birthday se- celebration and I've <laughs> never seen he did a lot better than me. We did hibachi. The chef, he, you know, he's cooking, he fires saki, you know, the way they do it. He's got the he's got the bottle with the squirter in a very special place. You could all figure out probably what it was. And Ryan, uh, he says, he says, birthday boy. He goes, open your mouth, and Ryan did. And I have never seen his; it was very impressive his intake of the sake. So much so that the chef called him the sake master. And from now on, <laughs> from now on, we got a list going on the show. It's Rhystradamus is number one because he's predicting things. I predict that Rhystradamus will get another. Hot take right this football season, but also nickname number two is the Saki Master. And I thank you for throwing this review to me, although I am much more interested in your thoughts because I have seen this movie. I told you when um, this movie was very strongly lobbied for by one of our mm-hmm. regular
1: viewers. Yes, I said. Uh, <laughs> and by one of our regular viewers, uh, <laughs> yeah. it means your sister. Yes. <laughs> I should have. Who I should have um, had on with us too? I should have brought her on. Oh
2: yeah, we could have done. Uh, she would have. Uh, she would have uh, enjoyed that. Does I'm she know? Sure. Does
1: she know? Does she know that we're reviewing this movie? Yes, I told her that okay. initially.
2: On the original, had we hit the Monday show, she would have missed it. They were on a trip in the in the. Uh, they went on a trip, and but now, you know, I told her. I said this Saturday we're reviewing it, um, but. I told you that I could review this movie without even watching it. Now I did, yeah. I did watch it just to refresh my memory a little bit, but I'll start off by saying that nostalgia is strong with me with this one. Very, mm-hmm. very strong. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie. I was trying to remember the first time I watched it. I think initially my sister seems to remember watching it in the theater with my mom. Now I don't think I was there because I don't remember. Um, but I, I do remember renting this movie at my dad's like we rented it repeatedly. We would watch it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was missing from viewing it on Netflix was there was an advertisement for jarred pasta sauce with, I believe, some of the actual Rockford peaches on there. And they're like tossing Mm -hmm. the jars of sauce and they're making pasta before the movie. We missed that. We wanted that little infomercial in there, you know. Um, But anyway – This movie, directed by Penny Marshall, came out in... great Penny Marshall, yeah. Came out in 1993, and to me, I've always said, and I want to know if you agree, this is the era of peak Tom Hanks, because in 1993, he plays Jimmy Dugan, and he makes it completely believable. In 1994, the next year, he's Forrest Gump. In 1995, he plays... Uh, Jim Jim Lovell in Apollo
1: thirteen, and all of those roles. You you forgot one more. You forgot his role in Philadelphia, which oh uh, yes, he won How best I best forget? actor. How could so, yeah, I forget? This is definitely it's the the nineties is the decade of Hanks. For yes sure. for,
2: for sure. sure and and it shows his prowess as an actor that he makes all of them believable and I would throw in 1996 I believe was that thing you do he was a manager in that yes, movie he was that movie, I I enjoy that movie I know some people don't but I like that movie I liked it well Tom Hanks there are so many characters in this movie that even if it's a small part they help carry the movie. John, John, John Lovitz as Ernie Cappadino, the baseball scout that that's first meets Dottie and Kit at the game and then comes into yep. the comes into the barn and kind of kicks the whole movie off. Hey, cowgirls, see the grass. Don't eat it. You know, they're sitting there. They're milking the cows. He said, doesn't that hurt them? And they go, doesn't seem to. She goes, He goes, well, it would bruise the hell out of me. John Lovitz is in there for the adults. When I was a kid, I didn't understand half of the jokes he was he was uh, saying, but I still laughed at him. But now yeah. that I'm a I'm an adult, he kind of he brings a little. Uh, he's one of the best parts of the movie. But this whole movie is, I mean, Mrs. Cutbert. You only see her a few times, but her scenes are memorable. They're they're team chaperone. This movie's got everything. You're gonna laugh you're gonna you're you're gonna you know there's gonna be a couple sad parts in there because this movie does take place during World War II. it's the whole reason that that these women are playing baseball because they shut down Major League Baseball or were looking at shutting it down because some of the guys you know famously I think uh, Joe Dimaggio served DiMaggio, as did
1: Ted, Ted, Ted Williams yep
2: as did Ted Williams yep yep um, so there were there were some big players going over to fight Um and i just gina davis unbelievable in this movie um rosie o'donnell i love her in this movie madonna's great in this movie there are so many there are so many characters and what makes this movie so believable to me is this movie more than perhaps any other one that we have reviewed shows them coming together as a team and it shows and it shows tom hanks who In the beginning, Jimmy Dugan is not happy to be doing this. No, he doesn't. He just he just wants the
1: paycheck. He doesn't really care.
2: (laughs) Yes. And and by the end of it, he's as invested as anybody. And that's one of the things I love about this movie. I could go on and on about quotes. I love I love Gary Marshall, Penny's brother, as Walter Harvey. He's in this movie. Um, He and Ira Lowenstein. I love the fact that he's trying to keep the league going um and he's really the reason that it does get going memorable cameos the guy that plays rosie o'donnell's dad i'm not sure who he is but to this day my sister and i still quote the thing you know she'll say she, she'll say you know steak dinner and then i'll go on you after the game you know like we we, we <laughs> quote, like all these things and a little bit you know i'm gonna get personal on this podcast. This movie. I think you can tell by the way I'm talking about it, and I'll I'll quiet down because I'm more interested in your thoughts as someone that hasn't seen this movie. But there's so many characters, legs, legs always together, right over left, a lady revealing mm-hmm. nothing. That there's so many quotes in this movie. But anytime, let's say I've had a few too many beers and I really gotta go to the bathroom. Anytime I go in and I use the bathroom and it takes a while, I say I Tom Hanks did up in there because there is a memorable scene <laughs> where he uh, he goes to the bathroom for quite a while after a bit of a bender and for the years, longest the I longest piece saying, yeah. throughout my entire drinking career, even in college, I was saying to people, "I I Tom Hanks did up in there, or I was Jimmy Dugan for that one." You know, there's so <laughs> so many. Um, Jimmy Dugan is probably my favorite character in this movie, but it's a movie where there's it's hard to pick a character that is my favorite. You root for everybody. You root for everybody. Uh, the only point that I want to jump back in here is at the ending. But for now, I will cede it to you because I could talk about this movie all day. What were your thoughts as a first-time viewer?
1: All right. So we're going to go back a bit. Because we we talked you you talked about earlier how Tom Hanks ruled the '90s. Let yeah. me give you an idea of what he was in during that decade. Joe versus the volcano, which I've seen. Yeah, it's a lesser movie.
2: known, lesser known, lesser known, but a good <laughs>
1: solid movie. We may ha- it may have to be a required viewing at the. You know what? We may have to do like a '1990s Tom Hanks theme at when we go to the Outer Banks next year. Yeah, yeah. We- <laughs> a Hanksathon, yeah. A Hanksathon. So Joe versus the volcano, the bonfire, the vanities, uh, radio flyer.
2: Oh, I forgot the, he was in that. A
1: league of he was uncredited. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. A, a league of their own actually came out in 1992. Oh, 92. My apologies. He was also he was also in a he's an episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> so after League of Their Own came Sleepless in Seattle as uh, Sam Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he was in a a TV series named Fallen Angels. I'm not sure if it's a cartoon or not. Uh, then came Philadelphia. He played Andrew Beckett, won the Academy Award, uh, was in the music video because of the movie, they used movie clips for yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the Streets of Philadelphia song by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, then Forrest Gump, where he won a second Academy Award. Then he played Jim Lovell in Apollo 13. Uh, he was in a TV series called The Naked Truth, which I believe Taylor Leone was in. And Taylor Leone, was the first base woman for the uh, the the um, for Racine. Oh, Racine okay. Bells,
2: yeah. I did not know that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw her face. I'm like, that's Tay Leone. Oh, man. Um, Toy Story, that thing you do, uh, the series from the from Earth to the moon, saving Private Ryan, you've got mail, yeah. Toy Story 2, and then you wrapped up the 90s as Paul Edgecombe in the Green Mile.
2: Yeah, that that's ridiculous. And then and then I was trying to think. So you just you just solved it for me because I was like, ah, eh, is now this movie I don't have as much of an affinity for. I I would like to go back and watch it, but I've only seen it a couple times. Castaway, that was very early two thousands, wasn't that? Was two thousand? That was yeah. his
1: first movie in the two thousands. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. So that's all right.
1: Uh, Chris Theets came at me and said that you forgot the Burbs. No, the Burbs came out in nineteen eighty
2: nine. Oh yeah, the Burbs is a. I will yeah, be watching I remember that. watching that
1: in the theater. I watched that in the theater. I oh, man. The summer of 89.
2: Joe Dante classic, The Birds. Yes. As soon as the calendar turns to October, I will be watching The Birds.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the, Tom Hanks ruled the late 80s into the 90s. Yes. Not because sure. of
2: Big. I mean, you can't forget Big. But we were talking. Yeah, we were Big talking, his, yeah, we were talking strictly, strictly yeah. 90s. But Big, uh, you know, uh, The Birds. And then... I had another movie and I lost it. Oh, Turner and Hooch. Can't forget Turner, Turner Hooch. and
1: Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. But yeah, big, big. He was nominated. That, that was his first Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. Was big. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people the know lead
2: that. for the lead role of
1: Josh Baskin. Yes. Adult Josh, Josh, Baskin. Josh Baskin. Adult Josh Baskin. Yes. Um. No, but uh, my impressions of this movie, I it's it, we'll do our rankings <laughs> a little bit in yeah. at the, con- at the conclusion of this segment, but yeah. This was a. This was a. Uh, I like this movie. I like this movie. It had a lot of heart. Had a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. I love. John Lovitz made the first part of the uh, of the film.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: You see <laughs> that grass over
2: there?
1: I... <laughs> you see yeah. that grass over there? Don't eat it.
2: <laughs> Every trip I go on, I gotta sit next to one of these guys. <laughs> you know, he he just everything. Uh, dry your eyes. Yeah, I'm going to go home, grab a shower and a shave, give the wife a little pickle tickle and I'm on my way.
1: <laughs> Man. And, well what before, after he comes after he goes to Washington or Oregon to to see the girl to see the uh uh to see the Hinson girls play I'm sorry the, the Keller girls play but yeah um, Dotty Hinson. Slash
2: and, Hinson and, yeah. and
1: and there's a little bit of sentimental, sentimental sentimental feeling in this movie because Dottie was Gina Car- Gina Davis's name my grandmother was named Dorothy, and my oh. grandfather used to call her Dottie. Oh, okay. So All it's right. a little so when he when you say her name is Dottie, heart I'm like, yeah. I'm my heartstrings a little bit for my nana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also felt I also identified with Kit as well, because as you know, I'm a younger brother. I'm the youngest brother of the three McCarthy brothers. Uh shout out to my brothers Jim and Jar, Jim and Jeremy. Um I, she had that like. I wouldn't say insecurity, but she had that uh, had that drive mm-hmm. of being the younger, being the younger sister, and me being the younger brother of the family. You know, I, I, I had that drive to do better than my to do better than my brothers, to be better than my brothers. When we play video games or we play football or baseball, we were little kids. I tried to do my best to beat them, and sometimes it, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the drive still remains. You know, yeah, it's it's very inspiring to see. Um, you see them go to Chicago, and actually, it's 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 interesting that a Snowman chimed in. He said, "I broadcasted a baseball game from that stadium in Jasper, Indiana." Oh Which I man. believe that's the field they use to film in uh, uh league of their own.
2: Yes, I think um, I think you're right. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. So, so yeah, they go to Chicago. They meet. You see the the clashing of the cultures between these uh, two cal- these these two farmers from Oregon, uh, one who has a one who has a husband fighting in the Germans in World War Two, mm-hmm. and the others, uh, May played by Madonna, uh, and. Uh, Doris, played by yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. Doris Murphy. There's a lot yeah. of culture clashing between mm-hmm. the East Coast and the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh you got the you've got uh Betty Spaghetti, you've got Evelyn. Oh yeah, uh, Evelyn. Evelyn with her who with could her little forget boy.
2: Stillwell.
1: Stillwell. <laughs> My favorite
2: part of this movie for a long time, and there's so many, but when when Rockford and Racine are playing game seven. Of the World Series, and I and I won't say much more, but before the game, Tom Hanks, Jimmy Dugan, managerial MVP, except for mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. He, yeah. <laughs> he is very confident that they are going to win and still will, saying, you're going to lose.
1: You're going to take... <laughs> lose. You're going to lose. And me. he takes
2: his baseball glove <laughs> and he <laughs> throws it at him. <laughs> And he
1: hits
2: the face. The first of all, Stillwell <laughs> goes down like a sack of potatoes. He goes oh, yeah. down like he's been hit, like a sack of potatoes. And then the face and the laugh. That Tom Hanks does and that that and he says got him that when I was a kid I would lose it at that scene every (laughs) time it always got me and just a quick shout out how about the casting of Stillwell they did a perfect job between the kid and then the adult Mm -hmm. version of Stillwell that's the
1: adult version of Stillwell who I can't remember his name in Pee-wee's Big Adventure but he was oh uh, yeah was he was he Francis did Francis, I yes, oh, yes, he man. Was Francis. I just
2: you just connected those dots for me. I, I never did. noticed that. Yeah, man. that's
1: Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Shout out. Uh, that's rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had other deaths in the in, in wrestling this past week. we we'll, yeah, we might, we might touch on them at the end of the show. But yeah, uh, but no, I enjoyed this movie. Had a lot of heart. The ending was uh, you know, spoiler alert when. The peaches lose the last game, lose the World Series, and Kit is the hero. And you, you go, it's a foreshadow. It goes, it's a callback to the beginning of the of the movie when she says, "I want to be the hero some. I want to be the hero sometime. Like I, it's my turn to be the hero when they were. Yeah, they, when they're back in Oregon and they.
2: Yeah, and she and, said, and if I Dottie hits
1: the home run to win the game for the uh, for her team for the for the dairy farmer team.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ill- out that, that dairy, i think
1: yes yes but Lukash, uh, Lukash dairy yes. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: that's what it is yeah
1: but, but no you but I, you
2: you you are very you hit the nail on the head because this is something that i wanted to talk about this is the last point i wanted to make and i wanted to get your thoughts on the ending and and mm-hmm. uh continue to expand but all i will say is that upon my latest rewatch of this movie i realized that when I was younger, I didn't get it. I rooted for the Peaches every time. Like, I wanted them to win every time, and I hated the fact – I was happy for Kit, but I hated the fact that the Bells won. The only character that I kind of dislike in this movie is the catcher for Racine. Not my favorite. Uh, I don't (laughs) like her attitude, but (laughs) but, but she – you know, I I was like, man, I wish the peaches could have won. You know, because they're the team that you root for. They're the team that you've gotten to know the entire movie. They're the team that uh, Evelyn's teaching Shirley Baker how to read on the back of the bus. They're yeah. the, you know, they're the they're the team that you want to win. But now that I am older, I appreciate the ending much much more. That Kit gets her moment in the sun that she's always wanted, and she gets it on the grandest stage of them all.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny. I think about when I when I went when I went to uh, I went back to school to get my bachelor's, and I learned about the hero's journey. And in this movie, the hero's journey is not who you think it is. It's it, it, I mean, yes, in a way, it's Dottie because she's the primary character of this movie. But but the hero's journey actually belongs to Kit because yeah. she wants up being the hero at the end. Like she's mm-hmm. the underdog. She's the underdog, so to speak um and she winds up in the game in the world's in the in the world series of professional women's professional ladies baseball of uh uh for the uh Racine Bells mm-hmm. but I, I what i liked about the end of the movie is i mean there's that fracture in between, in, between Dottie and Kit and they make up at the end and mm-hmm. it, which, mm-hmm. which is funny it, it, <laughs> which is funny because they, they have nicknames for each other. They have playful nicknames for each other. Yeah. Like you bear, yeah, Mag, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had that at the beginning of the movie where Dottie doesn't want to go to Cooperstown, and then at the end when they're all together and they all have their memories and they all see each other again, and who knows how long it's been since they communicate since they actually got in touch with each other. Yeah, uh, I mean Dottie played that one season. And the league went on for another, I think, what eight or nine seasons.
2: I think so. I have to remember. Yeah, because there's the scene at the end with those two two. Uh, or wait, that's that might be at the beginning. Yeah, I think it's at the beginning. Um, he goes, you, "You see who that is?" And the one guy goes, "No." And he goes, "Oh, it's the Queen of Diamonds, Dottie Hinson." And he goes, "I don't remember her." And he goes, "Oh, it's because she only played one year, you right. know." But I can't remember how many more years it went, but I think you're right. I think it was eight or nine, something like that. Yeah.
1: But, the, but then they come all together and we found out, we find out that Evelyn passed away. Cause still Wells yeah. there on be, her behalf, which is very sad. And uh, we see all the, all the characters, all the, most of the characters, Jimmy D- Dugan had died in 1987. Yeah. Um, they have his display in Cooperstown too. Uh, but no, I enjoyed this movie. I ought to watch. It's definitely a watch again. And, yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's a great movie. I mean, like, look, full disclosure, Gina Davis, one of my actress crushes. She's mm-hmm. tall. She's six foot. Yeah, she, she is. A, she is a, a tall water. Yeah. You know, Ryan,
2: uh, you two are not too far apart on height. It would work. I'm just saying. Yeah. And maybe. also, maybe if you tell her, maybe if you tell her, hey, I am. The same age as Tom Brady.
1: This <laughs> baby. We're only hey, we're only separated in age by seventeen days. Yeah, so that's the one yeah. thing we have in common. And I'm not sure if she goes for younger guys. So yeah, forty six. So, <laughs> so we're gonna go to our rankings for the summer movies for the summer movie series. And Dustin, mm-hmm. what does this movie rank in your in your rankings? Well, I feel that
2: the way that I've kind of subtly hinted to this movie in the past. It would be almost criminal, and this is why I couched my review at the beginning by saying nostalgia weighs heavy on this one for me, but right. I still think it holds up. I got to put it at number one because in the past I've said Ooh. that this is, my, this is my favorite sports movie. I've said, you know, it's got everything for me. Now, I will say if I could slot, and I'm not going to do it, but if I could slot co-number ones, I really enjoyed Ford versus Ferrari. That one. Like a 1A and 1B? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to do it. I got to put League of Their Own. It's almost, I mean, I do adore this movie, but I just weighing everything and the memories that I have from a little kid and how much I quote it and how much I love, you know, I I am a huge Tom Hanks fan. Pretty much anything he's in, I'm going to, to this day, I'm going to check it out. It just and 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 I equate him with a very, I don't know, like a memorable time in my childhood. There's a lot of happy memories surrounding like Forrest Gump, A League of Their Own, Apollo mm-hmm. 13, some of these movies. So A League of Their Own is my number one. I think it's a very it's a very good movie. The story's well done. Penny Marshall knows what she's doing behind the camera. Um, yeah. Her her brother Gary like like I said even the small roles in this movie are memorable everybody's yeah. memorable and you were able your first time watching the movie you were able to rattle off so many of the of the of the girls names their you know their nicknames and everything and and I think that's a testament to this movie Marla Hooch uh, Alice you know she doesn't wash her socks everything you can remember everything. At least I can. And I think a part of it is to the quality of this movie. But League of Their Own is number one. Um, For me, Ford versus Ferrari is number two. Uh, Air slides in at number three now. Still a very solid movie for me. And then this is where, okay, number four is Miracle for me. Number five is. um, I think I think. uh, Um, Hoosiers. Number five is Hoosiers for me. Number six is a Kings game. Number seven is Chariots of Fire. And bringing up the rear at number eight is Moneyball. How about you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have a new number one for me. But yep. a league of their own is top three. So Okay. okay. It made the podium. I'll take it. Number one is Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. A great... Number two is Air. Number three, coming in at number three, <laughs> is League of Their Own, followed by Miracle, followed by Chariots of Fire, then Hoosiers, then Moneyball, and then way down below, King Richard. <laughs> Some peoples
2: aren't going to like that ranking.
1: I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's my ranking. Rankings are solid. Listen, listen. It's audience so subjective. members. Audience. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> audience members just want to let you know. Rank these rankings are subjective. Yeah. These are based on personal, personal thought. Let's look, look. That's that's just basically how I think. That's my that's those are my rankings. Make yes. rank, power rankings are subjective. These rankings are subjective. Don't take them personally. Mm-hmm. Don't at me or dust yeah. me. That's it's the thing. Our, it's our point of view.
2: Because I know, I know, I don't even have to ask him. I don't even have to ask him. But just knowing, uh, I was, I was talking with my brother over Fourth of July weekend some time ago. We, we were at a house we that he had rented for the week, and we were all kind of hanging out there. And and I told him that we were going to be watching, or I had just watched Moneyball because I think mm-hmm. that was our like second movie during. No, the second you know, movie. Ticket yep. required. And he was like, "Oh, I love that movie. It's a great movie. You know, I I think Moneyball be his number one. You know, but, he, but my brother adores baseball. He used to play it, still mm-hmm. plays like a ton of softball to this day. Yeah. I mean, my brother, he, baseball is passion for him.
1: Yeah, see, anybody who loves the game of baseball would their Moneyballs in their top in their top would be in their top ranking. My nephew Christian is gaga over baseball. He's been playing it yeah. since he was a little kid." You know, whacking whacking wiffle balls out of his out, the, out of the uh off the deck at his first at the first house in 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 boston spots so he loves baseball absolutely positively loves baseball although these days he's born into the ufc which is fine you know yeah grow yeah. up he just turned 21 not too long ago uh so he's in the u he's into the ufc but yeah anybody who's a baseball fan uh they love Moneyball. or the, whoever played it if they played it if they yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's their top, that's their top movie, but whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's every, everybody's point of view is subjective, mm-hmm. you, know, you got your rankings, I got mine, it's all yep. good, it's America, it's what yeah. America's all about. We're two guys podcasting, reviewing movies, and
2: primarily talking sports, even though I have enjoyed No Ticket Required, this nice little diversion for the summer. Well,
1: we have one more until NFL week begin until NFL week one begins. So mm-hmm. we got one more coming up. So probably Monday we'll do another version. We'll do another edition of no ticket required, we'll but the last one for the summer movie series that will go on to focus on the NFL season. So this concludes our review of a league of their own on no ticket required. Before we take our first, we're our only commercial break for today, uh, we're gonna go over to the feedback zone real quick. Chris A League of Their Own says the League of Their Own movie is great. Madonna steals the show. Gina Davis is fantastic as always, but then they went and made a move TV show, and it's a disaster.
2: Oh, oh see, my. I was thinking of checking that out. You know, that was an Amazon Prime series, but I might, I might stay away now because I trust, you know, I trust. You know what, this I'm review.
1: gonna, I'm gonna give it one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch one episode. -hmm. And if it's worth it, I'll keep going. If not, yeah, I'll I'll tell everybody. That's the
2: beauty of the streaming. You can just, you know, you can be like, "Nah, the same for me." And you just, there's no like investment, no like huge investment anymore.
1: Yeah, Uh, sixty-six. Take that. Says worth. (laughs) Jason Worth are worth the watch. Uh,
2: Jason Worth was W E R R T H. I think. I don't know.
1: I don't remember. Uh, Christie says "Treats of Philadelphia." Yep, that was a mm-hmm. song by Bruce Springsteen. Snowman Multimedia saying, "My no credentials required crew." Thanks for checking in, Snowman. He also did add, "I broadcast a I broadcast a baseball game from that stadium in Jasper, Indiana." Uh, Deet saying, "That's what that thing you do is one of my favorites." Oh yeah, know? Steve Grape Zahn is. I mean, to this
2: day. And I think I'm going to do it. I want a T-shirt that says Captain Geach in the Shrimp
1: Shack Shooters. <laughs> I, I'm getting that. I'm I also I, I mentioned to you when I saw when I when I saw the scene, I said I want a T-shirt that says Avoid the Clap, Jimmy Dugan. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> that's the, one of the greatest quote, and that's another double double entendre. It's great
1: advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that's great advice. Because I, when I was a kid, I thought, oh, they just don't want. He doesn't want them to applaud, and then what I. I was more of an adult nope. i understood <laughs> a lot more of what he was saying <laughs> oh man oh man it's a great one that's what Denver fans were saying this past uh, NFL
1: season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also says the hero's journey is Dottie's because she calls the pitch so that Kit can get the winning hit and sacrifices her own championship for her sister. Listen, I mean, it could, it could be both ways. It could be both, both Kit and Dottie. They were the two protagonists in this movie.
2: Yes. And I don't know. I have to, I might have to, that's an interesting viewpoint. I never, I never thought of it that way, but I always took it as Dottie's competitive fire came out and she said, she says to, uh, to Ellen Sue Gottlander, she says, she says high fastballs can't hit them, can't lay off them. So I don't know whether I love the high ones. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether Dottie was playing chess, like 4d chess in there at like, uh, like, like this comment says, or
1: whether she was just like, "I'm gonna beat her again," you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Deets has his own rankings. He says Air, League of Their Own, Ford versus Ferrari, Miracle, Ho- I think he meant Hoosiers, Yeah, King, and then a load of crap, Moneyball hey
2: <laughs> yeah well he he was also Dietz was the one that said it was going to be the worst sports movie didn't he i think he did he did he, he did it. he did
1: warn he did warn us but <laughs> I, I didn't think it was the worst sports movie yeah uh, he said smith is going to slap ryan for that ranking i don't care and Dietz also says i love baseball i played college baseball that's why i hate Moneyball. yeah okay Alright, well now you have a reason. Alright, we're gonna take a quick cool commercial break, then we'll go through the rest of our program. And thanks for watching. It's this that's our money, that's our that's our latest installment of No Ticket Required. When we come back, we're gonna talk some Shohei Otani, and also uh just as a bonus, we're gonna talk about a couple wrestlers who passed away this week. So you are watching or listening to No Commercials Required. Enjoy this and we'll bring up this ad read from Manscaped.
0: Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scrub looks award-winning whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscape.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscape.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro kit for the cleanest look in the
1: game. And again this brought to you by this edition of no crunches required brought to you by Manscaped. Beard hedge trimmer, lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, nose hair trimmer, the scrub, the uh, the scrub uh, device, all twenty percent off when you use code belly twenty at checkout. You also get free shipping. This the the beard hedge trimmer trims this beard. It's trim this wonderful beautiful beard. You also get if you get the deluxe package, you also get a numerous amount of products. You get beard shampoo. You get the beard balm. The beard conditioner the beard oil beard brush comb scissors which is a huge game changer because it kind of gets it cut the little uh i wouldn't say hanger-ons but the little loose the the ones that come out a little bit but yeah i I haven't had a chance to review the lawnmower 4.0 because i don't have one but as soon as i get one i'll review that too but get yours today manscaped.com code belly 20 at checkout save 20 percent off your order Plus free shipping, and the beard hedge trimmer gets the no crunches required seal of approval. There's Poppers.
2: Yeah, Puppers the seal. <laughs> Poppers the seal. All no, right, that's- Ryan, If you open that Hop Street Brewery that you have talked about, once you win the Mega Millions, you got to come out with a beer that like he's on it. You know, <laughs> you know, well, like.
1: <laughs> well, I did some research, and unfortunately, Hop City Brewing already exists. Uh, it's in Ontario, Canada, so they beat us to it, which is fine. You know, I could always name something else. Yeah, <clears throat> but yes, Puppers the Seal will definitely be a feature on a beard that I make once I win Mega Millions. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk a little Shohei Otani this week. The Angels announced that he was shut down at least on the pitching side for the rest of the season. But I believe he's also, but I believe he's still going to be a designated hitter, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But the, the question arose earlier in the week after it was announced that he was shut down. Does the fact that he was shut down affect his league MVP, MVP chances, Dustin? I'm going to have you weigh in first. Uh, does this, does the fact that Shohei and we don't really talk a lot of baseball in this program, we haven't really done that this year because the Yankees are execrable, and we need to yeet Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman into the sun. Start over, but Shohei otani has been the talk of the town, been the talk of the major leagues this season. Leads pretty much major. I think believe I think I believe he leads major league baseball in home runs still. I think so, uh, and yeah. he's been and he's been pitching very well. Does the fact that he was shut down for the year, at least in the pitching side, does that affect his league MVP chances? For me, and this is going to,
2: uh, I feel bad because this is going to be a fence riding answer but I can't definitively say so I would I would hope that it doesn't because he has done he has done amazing things up until this point in the season and an injury is something that he can't control obviously it's not like he it's not like he tailed off and started getting shelled on the pitching end right. of things and it's not you know, or it's not like his batting average suffered, or he wasn't continuing to hit hit uh, dingers. But I know that sometimes in all sports, not just baseball, um, a a player's performance heading into the playoffs or leading up to the playoffs can uh, affect the MVP race. So I think this could affect his possible chances. But in my opinion. I don't think so mostly because it's something that he cannot control and also I think he's going to get a lot of respect for trying to hit through this. Um I have suspicions though the Angels are kind of on the fringes of the playoff race. I remem- if I remember correctly, they're not they're not eliminated but they also like they don't have the best chance of getting in if I if I remember correctly. I, yeah,
1: they have they have a less than 1% chance of going to of earning a playoff spot they're currently they're currently 62 and 67 uh 10 and a half back of the a all west race which by the way seattle and texas seattle yeah. seattle the mariners who were left for dead back in may they are now tied for first place they're doing that, that
2: phillies run they're doing that phillies
1: they're a buzzsaw right now yeah a buzzsaw but and the angels are nine and a half back in the wild card
2: yeah so i would say if they hit, and this is this is a this is a, a kind of a prediction. If they hit double digits, like if they if they fall to twelve games back or something like that, I think that Shohei Otani will shut himself down and get the uh, on the hitting side as well and get the surgery. I, we don't know if surgery is required yet. At least I don't know. I don't know. News may have broke that surgery. We, surgery will be required at some point there are pitchers who have tried to pitch pitch through a partial tear Masahiro Tanaka is probably the most notable one he did okay with it but Urban Santana I believe is another one that tried and it didn't go so well so I think a lot of people just elect to get the surgery and I have to think that Shohei Otani's representation or management might come to him and say look look you guys are not going to make the playoffs why don't we shut it down so that you can get back for you know the sooner you have the surgery the sooner you can come back next year or or possibly who knows how long and and be the player that you are but i don't think it affects his league mvp chances i in my opinion it shouldn't it may but it shouldn't how no, about
1: you? I- I don't think it will either, just because his his season has been so outstanding. Now, yeah. I did some real time research. We do retail, real real time research on this program, <laughs> as we do. Uh, he's already had Tommy John surgery. Oh he wow! Back in 2018, and he didn't okay. pitch again. He didn't pitch again until 2021. Now, here's the interesting thing: if he elects to have Tommy surgery one more time, so he can keep pitching. He'll have to miss all of next year.
2: Yeah. He's a free
1: is. he's a free agent after this season is over. Now, he can't pitch at least until 2020 2025. So my thought is, I mean, I don't think it affects his league MVP MVP chances, but it decreases his free agency value if he does right. have Tommy's John surgery again because he won't be able to pitch until 2025. Uh, he is rumored to. I believe his market value is somewhere in the in the five hundred million dollar range. We could see the first fifty million. We could see the first fifty million dollar annual salary in Major League Baseball or sports peer or, or no, in Major League Baseball. So, my my thought is, my thought is, yeah, shut down the pitching, keep on hitting until it's so unbearably uncomfortable. Now, he's going to be hitting DH. He's going to be. Mm-hmm. He's getting the DH slot. Wherever, where, and he's gonna be in the lineup as a DH for the rest of the year, unless it becomes un, completely unbearable that you can't, you can't pick up a bat and you can't swing. That's when I say shut it down. Mm. Now, I, I mean the Angels are doing the Angels thing where, and it's a shame too because they're wasting They've wasted yeah. two generational talents, not one yeah. but two generational talents, over the past decade, Mike Trout, yeah, and now Shohei Otani. They had the two best players in the major leagues, arguably. I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron Judge is thrown into that conversation, uh, obviously. But you had two, two of the best players in major league baseball, and you've wasted a lot of their prime because you can't get your lineup right. You can't. You can't win games, and they were they were in the playoff hunt, and now think that both Trout and Otani are done. I mean, yeah. Otani, at least pitching wise, is done, not hitting wise. I, I have to wonder if you're if, now here's the thing that kind of saved the bacon of a lot of Major League Baseball teams. Cause we had, we hit, you know, I don't know if you remember back in May, June, when the hot stove was starting to get hot a little bit before the trade deadline, there yeah. were rumors that Otani could have been dealt. Yes. If and that's- you're one of those teams that, was going to trade for Otani, you may have saved yourself a lot of prospects because of the fact that he can't pitch anymore this season. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and you could also look at it from the Angels' perspective. You have to wonder yep. if they are kicking themselves for hanging on to them because they were a little bit more in the playoff conversation then. Yep. Um, but they they said no, we have a chance to. Do, we're going to hang on to them. You have to wonder if they're kicking themselves a little bit for not taking one of those offers. But if he didn't have the injury, then we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So, in hindsight is always twenty twenty. But but still, you have to wonder if privately they're like, "Oh man, we should have we should have taken this."
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's sad. I feel mm-hmm. I feel bad for Trout, especially yes. because he's been on this Angels team for good part of a decade you know what and he reminds
2: me of he to part. Part, sorry to interrupt he reminds me of minnesota kevin garnett all those years yes where, where kevin garnett yes. was he was unflinchingly loyal to minnesota he wanted to mm-hmm. bring the timberwolves to the promised land and then finally at the end of his career he left because he wanted a ring and who could blame him at that point but he gave everything he had to minnesota and it seems like trout Similar, similar by all reports.
1: Yeah, I, I have a feeling that I think Mike Trout's going to go back east. I think I think they think they're going to. He's from the New, he's from the New Jersey area. I'll, okay. I'll be a, a so he grew up a Phillies fan, I believe, because he's mm. from the south southern part, of New Jersey. I have to yeah. wonder if he's going to want to be traded out of uh, out of Los Angeles, out of Orange County. I, and I have to wonder if the Phillies are going to want to say, Hey, we'll take a flyer on him. We'll, we'll send a few, we'll send a few prospects your way. Uh, cause that could put them over the top. You know, I mean, oh, terms yeah. Of, in terms of hitting now, the Phillies are starting to get hot too, I believe. So let me just, yeah. Again, real time research on this program. Well, and it would uh, be in terms be ridiculous.
2: Of it would be ridiculous because weren't, uh, both, both Bryce Harper and Mike Trout were regarded as two of the best prospects in the game when they, came out so wouldn't it be they were they were well Trout was considered a generational talent and I think Bryce yes. Harper
1: as well pulled, as Bryce Harper Yeah
2: both of them so wouldn't it be interesting to have them both in the same lineup that would be Yeah that would be something
1: So, so the Phillies ha- currently hold the first wild card spot so if they if they were to get him in and say sometime in the offseason during free agency or let's just say for kicks and giggles at the end of this season after the angels and the Phillies are eliminated, but uh, you, you never know what the Phillies, this team, that team caught fire last year and went up in the world series. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically during, <clears throat> during, uh, during meetings, during winter meetings in December or January is a trade in the works. Trout goes to Philadelphia. He catches fire there. He remains healthy. He main mindset. That's the part thing. To the two with Trout, he's ha- he has to remain healthy. Yeah, yeah. And with Otani, I mean, if he has Tommy John surgery, he's he's. I don't think he. Pl- I, I'm not sure if he plays at all in 2024, which brings down his market value considerably. Yeah. Brings down his market value considerably. So, you know, it it's it's going to be an interesting month to see what happens with Otani if, if, he, if he still if he's still hitting if they're at the playoff race by probably the second week of September, I think he, maybe he shuts it down, but I think his MVP chances with the, with the season he's had, I think he still wins the MVP regardless.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in agreement there. We're in agreement there, but yeah, it is. I, cause I had forgotten and um, thank you for reminding me. I'd forgotten that he had that stretch where he already had Tommy John surgery. So Maybe he might. All these factors might cause him to try to, because from all that I've heard, it's a partial tear. So you have to wonder if he's going to try to go the Masahiro Tanaka route. You know, who
1: who knows? And there's also the possibility he never pitches again because of that tear. Yeah, because of that tear that UCL. Yeah, it's it's great. He's the modern day Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, awesome. But you you have to wonder if he's going to try to save his career by just going one route. Yeah, going just the hitting route and not pitching anymore.
2: He's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt he can hit. And it's not like, who was the pitcher? Oh, it was Madison Bumgardner. Everybody's always like, oh, Madison Bumgardner can hit a little bit for a pitcher. You know, it was always like that, right. that parentheses. Shohei Otani is an alien. He's in a completely yeah. different class. This, this dude can hit better than, geez, probably 85% of hitters in baseball. So... Yeah.
1: You know. Including Giancarlo Stanton, who has so, only ten yeah. home runs and is just hovering above the Mendoza line. Good lord!
2: Well, we knew this part was—we knew this was coming. I mean, he's not—he—he's not the young player he was in Miami uh, no. anymore. So
1: no, and, and it's funny. Uh, it, somebody, that my my buddy Jake, who I gotta bring—I gotta bring on the program sometime. He's a big Rams. He's a local guy. He's a big Rams fan. Uh, his own YouTube channel is very successful. Uh, he sub he quote tweeted. Uh, Bryce Harper's in the park home run from the other night. And he said, and they say, He said, Stanton could never do this. I, I, I replied to him. I said, John Carlos Stanton would break two bones in his foot, strain his ham, pull his hamstring and strain a calf in the way to first.
2: <laughs> if he hit it that
1: deep and try to do it in the park home run. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have
2: to wonder. I mean, some of it, he, he, he was a great hitter in his day and sometimes he can still remind you, you see those glimpses. It's like, Oh, this guy can still do it a little bit, but he's just one of those players that couldn't stay healthy. And the, the classic example, I think of that when I think of the Yankees is, unfortunately it's Carl Pavano. I always wonder, I always wonder what he could have been if he just could have stayed healthy. It was, Unbelievable. As soon as he was traded from the Twins to the Yankees, uh, he
1: barely pitched any games. He just couldn't get on the field. Yeah, we'll have to do a post-mortem of the the Yankees season after it mercifully ends. Yeah. yeah. Coming soon, hopefully. Unless they make a big run towards the end, but I don't see that coming.
2: No, no way. All
1: right we're going to close things out tonight or today or today uh, for this Saturday brunch edition. We're going to talk about a couple of wrestling, a couple of deaths in pro wrestling this week. Uh, Terry Funk passed away early this week and Wyndham Rotunda, son of Mike Rotunda. Mm. Uh, if you watch WD, WWE religiously, he was Bray. What the character Bray Wyatt, he passed away on Thursday at the age, the, the age of 36.
2: Yeah. Yes, that was, was mind-blowing. I mean, now, I
1: don't, yeah, I don't know if you uh, if you ever watched Terry Funk in ECW, I don't know if you ever got a whiff of uh, got a chance to watch Bray Wyatt when he was in WWE. I know you're not a WWE fan per se. Uh, but, you know, Dustin, let me get your thoughts about this the, the, these two uh, these two unfortunate uh, well, uh, first of all, I
2: I was a WWE fan, but more when it was WWF and the Attitude mm. area and going further back to the Golden Age and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just don't watch the current product anymore. Every once in a while, I peep AEW, but sometimes I feel like it's just high spot after high spot, and there's not enough story in there for me. Kope Suicida! <laughs> but I got to... <laughs> I got to keep up with it you know and and i have turned on wwe sparingly over the last but i just don't watch the current product but even i knew the impact that uh that Wyndham rotunda had as bray wyatt and later evolved the character into the fiend and a Mm -hmm. few other iterations i think by all accounts one of the most creative minds in wrestling and people that people that watch now and and are perhaps younger and watch from what I've heard, they're like, the fiend was our undertaker. Like the fiend yep. scared the ever living crap out of us, you know. <laughs> and I looked at some pictures and every and everything, and it, I that that mask was something else. The ring entrance was something else. Um and uh by all accounts one of the most creative minds in wrestling, and and he and he's gone at 36. It's it's very unfortunate um mm-hmm. like anytime anyone dies that young but in a case like this it always makes you wonder what what could have been because he had so much left and obviously so much left in the tank too regarding ideas and directions he could have gone and and things of that nature so it, so this this always feels like unfulfilled promise because that's what right. it is unfortunately mm-hmm. and then terry funk i am much more familiar with terry funk Terry Funk, I did get a chance to watch him some in ECW because I, like a lot of other kids, I turned it on late at night when I probably shouldn't have been watching it on the old <laughs> Sci-Fi Network. So I did. I was watching it. Shout out to uh, oh, what was the announcer? Not 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 Haman, uh, but the other guy that
1: Joey was Styles. There. Yeah, Joey Styles. Oh my! Oh
2: my! Wow. God. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, but uh so i did watch terry funk in ecw um even back in the day some wcw but where i'm more familiar with terry funk is his run as chainsaw charlie with yep. mick foley in WCW. as WWF. cactus jack yeah yep.
1: during the attitude and, era, uh, yeah and he was just one of those guys
2: that you just you're like how is he moonsaulting? Even I remember back in the day, he was like in his 50s and he's moonsaulting. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this guy doing this? But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he just seemed like the ageless wonder. And, you know, uh, no disrespect to, to Ric Flair or Sting or any Woo. of the guys that were doing it. But Terry Funk, he was still doing like – like Flair could have a match, but his matches – slowly declined you know they they weren't the, they weren't the quality it felt like Terry Funk especially with all the crazy stuff he was doing his matches didn't rec- didn't decline he was doing crazy stuff in his 60s and yeah. I'm like how is this guy still doing this and he just seemed like such a nice guy by all, by all accounts, everybody respected him, loved him. And he was, I think I did some quick math. I think he's about 79 when he passed away. So he at least got to, he at least got to live, live a life, but still it, it in some ways you just thought that Terry Funk was going to be around forever.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I was first, uh, in tune to Terry Funk when I was uh, a little kid. Uh, I remember watching uh, old tape, old, old Russell tapes my dad used to rent from uh, Hippo, Hippos <laughs> back in the day. Hippos has it. <laughs> <laughs> at the When they had the Clifton Park uh, little well, half moon location uh, mm-hmm. back in the day at the start, the Stay Bright at the Stay Bright Plaza. Uh, well, that takes me back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we used to watch uh, old WWE tapes when they come out and I remember seeing Terry Funk and I believe WrestleMania 2 when they oh, had the wow. three locations New York, Chicago, and LA and I think he was in a tag team match let me look, let me look it up real quick uh, WrestleMania 2 was in a tag team match with his brother and that's one right. of the locations mm-hmm. and he uh, that's where I first saw Terry Funk but then I learned about his antics in Japan and in the ECW when he was first trying to get them when they were first trying to get a, build a name for themselves. Yeah, uh, he would put other wrestlers over, and it, it continued in the Attitude Era with uh, with with McFoley as Cactus Jack and Terry Funk was Chainsaw Charlie, and he yeah. just continued, just kept going, he just kept going, and I guess he inspired a lot of other wrestlers in these days. Like Ric Flair had his, yeah, he had his his matches that weren't declined, like. An impact, and I guess mm-hmm. he had his last match recently. But he said, "No, yes. I want to do over." It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, even even Chris Jericho, he's in, he's what fifty two or fifty three. He's gonna wrestle to tomorrow. Yeah, oh yeah. Tomorrow, he's wrestling Will Ospreay, at All In, and at at uh, Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. But I think his longevity has inspired other wrestlers to do the same thing. I mean, Undertaker, mm-hmm. he wrestled it into his fifties. Yes, uh, Hulk Hogan wrestled it, I believe. Hogan wrestled into his, I think he was early, I think it was in his late forties, early fifties when he decided to take the boots off and, and be done with it. Yeah. So, I think, I think
2: regularly. Yeah. Late forties, early fifties. And then it, because he had all those back problems, uh, which, right. shout out to the Hulkster. I think he just turned 70 a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday to the Hulkster. We know you're watching. We know you're yeah. watching. Know you're <laughs> yeah. Big, uh, big big part of the big fan of no crunches required uh in terms of bray wyatt i mean i i don't watch i don't watch i don't sit i don't do appointment television watching a lot of people people do that uh, most of my wrestling knowledge comes from watching simon miller's ups and downs on uh, what culture wrestling shout out to the to the big bald bastard there um <laughs> but but he he talks he gave like a shot, a very sh- uh, shiny tribute, a very glowingly, lovingly glowing tribute to Bray Wyatt uh, on his uh, on on What Culture the other day. I still have to watch it, but he did the same thing on Ups and Downs for SmackDown. Uh, I watched that this morning before we start we Saturday brunch. Mm-hmm. But for a member from Bray Wyatt, um, he was originally a character with the with NXT development called Husky Harris. Yes. He's a little bit more rotund, uh, more uh, a little more round in that era, but then he "You see his character evolve. He grew out the beard. He grew out the dreadlocks. And he became this this Cape Fear kind of psycho uh, character, Bray Wyatt." But then you also were introduced to Eric Rowan. You're introduced to, um, oh gosh, uh, Bray uh, uh, Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. and also a little bit later uh Luke
2: uh, Yeah, I was going to say Luke. I, I I can't remember
1: I can't remember his name either. Um
2: All right. I'm going to try to pull off some uh some uh real-time research right here. And but uh Luke Harper, Luke yeah. Harper. There we go. You beat me to it. Yep.
1: But Luke Harper who uh, who also passed away a little bit more a, about a year and a half ago. Uh he had his own Issues and I would say he died from a heart attack as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just really sad to see that he died this soon because, like you said, <clears throat> the way he's developed his character from like the cult leader Bray Wyatt all the way up to the fiend and doing the Firefly Funhouse and kind of the different characters that are uh, that he created, and to see that. Uh, to see that now go away so soon, it's, it's, it's very sad. And I know that um, they were having trouble. I know WWE was having having trouble trying to fit him into a storyline. His last rivalry was, with, was with uh, Eli Drake. Now LA Knight in, in the, uh, in WWE. And he did a really good spot last night. Good promo last night on his behalf. He said that his last rivalry, he said his last rivalry was with me. And it was very special for me to have that rivalry with him because he, because he, he elevate he mm-hmm. ca- catapulted me. Like he, our rivalry, he, that catapulted me to where I am now, as, as now almost a main Carter, uh, which is great for him. Um, but yeah, the, the impact that, and as, and, and yeah, Wyndham Rotunda, son of uh, Mike Rotunda, also mm-hmm. another WWE wrestler. Uh, I remember him from uh, being uh, Irwin R. Scheister, yes, from WWE or IRS.
2: That, that is what I remember him part, most as part of the well, Million
1: Dollar Family.
2: <laughs> yeah, WWE Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda, by the yes.
1: way. Yes, and Syracuse University wrestler Mike Rotunda too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he was a second. He's a second generation. I think it was a third generation talent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bray Wyatt was so. It was very sad to to see uh, to see one legend, and another up and coming legend, a guy who could have been a legend pass on this week this is very sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. And we will, we will remember them both. And, uh, you know, at least we have the matches, you know, and yes. I, I, for one might I for one might, uh, go watch a couple of funk matches just to see his crazy moonsault. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: I, I actually, what I am thinking about watching uh, his match, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt's match with John Cena at WrestleMania twenty uh, twenty, which is a scripted pre tape match. Oh yeah, was, I remember. Which was really fun to watch. In the dome, I think, right? It, no, it in was the in thing. the uh, the thunder, the thunder, the thunder dome.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where the remember when the remember when WWE decided to uh, you know have people like basically they could. They could like zoom in and then they showed the audience on screens. Yeah. Um yep. and actually that was didn't... actually the, the,
1: the rest of that WrestleMania was pre-Thunderdome. It was oh, pre-Thunderdome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's during the pandemic. That was like one of the first that was a that was the WrestleMania right after things shut down. Mm-hmm. They just did it at their development center in, in Tampa.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right.
1: So I might I might watch that one before before this afternoon, but while well, I do my cleaning. So. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. We're gonna end this edition of the Saturday Brunch here, but just want to remind you before we leave. Actually, I forgot to mention uh, Christy to comment. Bo Dallas is his brother. Yep, All right, Bo Dallas is his brother. Yep. And I don't know what's, if he's gonna be. I'm not sure if he's still with the company or not, but but yeah, uh, he's a he's another one of the uh, Rotunda uh, family members who are in the company who went on to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. All right, so forward leave just to remind you about our socials right down here below. Twitter, I mean X. Instagram and the scarcely use TikTok at no creds req. facebook.com forward slash no creds req, youtube.com forward slash at no creds req. On the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast platform you use the most, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and review five stars would be appreciated. Review it. And that's all we're going to leave with. Dustin, you have anything else to add before we take off?
2: I I don't think so. Just uh, looking forward to the next show and um, and thanks for watching, everybody. And uh, yeah, ready to get on get get honored and relax with the rest of my day and uh, rest in peace to peace to both uh, Wyndham Rotunda and Terry Funk.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. We want to thank you again for watching or listening to No Crunches Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Check out both stuff on both Belly Up Sports and Godzilla Media. Really do appreciate it. So, for Dustin Henry, my name is Ryan McCarthy. We will talk to you on Monday where we do the last installment of the Summer Movie Series, no ticket required. Then we're going to press on to the NFL week one just a couple weeks away. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll talk to you later. Good morning, everybody.